and we are live. Thank you guys for coming once again. I figured to start off, I, you know, the last few streams I've done, I've kind of talked about like my, you know, my personal life, what's been going on and, and things like that. So I figured I'd just start off with that again. Um, why not? I, uh, so uh, as many of you probably know, my dad has been in some, you know, weird little situation with his health and all that good stuff. And, um, well, it sounds like they don't really know what caused it in the first place, which is really, really concerning. But as I said last week, I think, maybe the week before, it was kind of a, um, it was like a catatonic state almost. Um, he was just staring into space, no response of any kind, you know. Uh, nurses would put his or put their hand in his hand and ask him to squeeze and he wouldn't he'd just sit there staring at the ceiling apparently not blinking not anything just staring at the ceiling when he was awake um just stare right through you <clears throat> um so anyways yeah uh we didn't really hear about any of this until like a couple days after it happened and we get contacted by some social workers, we being myself and my siblings, my sister, Sixbit, and, and uh, my other two brothers. So <clears throat> we get contacted by the, the social worker, and she's telling us all this stuff, and he's been in there for a couple of days, and so on and so forth. And um, so he doesn't have power of attorney. So we have to go through this whole bit to, you know, make medical decisions for him and stuff. And, um, well, anyways, it sounds like he's completely come out of it now. He is back to reality. He's awake and aware and talking, walking around and all that other stuff. And, um, and yeah, so his, his life is now in his own hands again. We aren't making medical decisions for him anymore. So, um... I guess you could say that's good news. I mean, you know, I, uh, I am in favor of anybody. I'm in favor of preserving life at, at all costs, pretty much. I want to preserve life. So um, I'm pretty glad that that turned out the way it did. But at some point, um, you know, th this is going to be an issue again. We're going to have to face this issue again. He's 67, I think. And eventually, you know, he's going to end up back in the hospital. Within the next 500 years, he's going to be in the hospital, not able to make medical decisions for himself. We're going to have to do it. And he's, he's going to die. So we're trying to uh, convince him to sign power of attorney papers to one of us. Probably my brother would be the best choice. <clears throat> I guess... Um, we're lucky that we aren't going to fight or argue over assets or decisions like that. Generally, you know, this, this event kind of showed us that we can, for the most part, work together and just, you know, work toward a common goal. And we all kind of have the same ideals in mind. Um, so that, that's a good thing. Now on another note, Something I wanted to uh, talk about, I, if some of you may have seen the thumbnail, 
and to this video. And I think the thumbnail says something to the effect of um, studying Jehovah's Witness literature, the Revelation book. So we've gone over the Revelation book once before, but um, some uh, something I wanted to mention about it, some interesting little fact about it. This book was originally published in 1988. As you can see, I have it here and uh, on the screen. And they did an update to it in uh, somewhere around 2002, maybe. I'm not sure when exactly, but it was sometime in the 2000s, I believe, that they did an edition update, right? And they changed a lot of wording in it. Um, in fact, so in, in this book, when this book came out, it was uh it, it made a lot of declarations and predictions and doctrine they made a lot of doctrine through this book so when they did an update to it they changed some of that doctrine and some of those rules and and all kinds of interesting stuff so i figured what i'd do is just kind of take a quick glance through um the changes, because somebody compiled a list of changes that they made. I thought that was so awesome that they that they compiled this list. I mean, I don't know how long it must have taken them, but they did a really good job with this. Um, so the first major change. So this is what it says at the top of this document. Uh, there were 13 corrections. 18.5% are... Um, I'm sorry, there are 13, 13 corrections, it says, 18.5%. Most are minor technicalities. 15 doctrinal changes, 21.4%. 14 of which relate to the change in doctrine that Jesus will not judge the sheep and goats until Armageddon. One change is new this year regarding the river mentioned in Revelation 22.1. I don't know what the river is. Maybe we'll give that a read a little bit later. Seven historical updates. Most are increases of figures since originally published. Okay. Interesting. Four outdated references. All reference our time as the 20th century. Interestingly, showing how the Watchtower Society thought that the end would come before 2000. That's actually a really good point. Uh, why would they put the 20th century in a book unless they didn't expect to make it into the 21st century. Or they could have just said our century, our current century or something. And then 10 reference updates, changed to reference more modern publications. Okay. And then 21 rephrasing. Some is, uh, wait a minute, some is banal or an effort to save face. That's interesting. Okay. So the format guide, revisions are listed with the type of adjustment first in bold red text. So it, it'll say doctrine change or something in bold red text or reference update or rephrase. And then the new adjustment is referenced and is a direct quote from the Our Kingdom Ministry, September 2006, where text has been changed within a sentence. The text will appear in bold text. So if you guys saw my video earlier, I actually read an article from a Our Kingdom Ministry uh, or an Our Kingdom Ministry, sorry, um, 
it's just like a little four page, maybe six page thing that all Jehovah's Witness publishers get uh, a copy of. It's like a monthly thing. And it just kind of gives, you know, um, private updates to the organization. It'll give statistics sometimes. Um, and it, you know, it has things like articles about when you should, dis- or when you should shun people, who you should shun, things like that. So, uh, let's see. The old version follows old in blue text. Where the where text has been changed within a sentence, the text will appear in bold blue text. Okay, so. For example, doctrine change, judging, effective 1995. <clears throat> Page 19, paragraph 4. Um, they deleted a citation, apparently. Old. In 1914, he was installed as king to rule among the earthly nations. Oh, I see. So at first, they'd quoted Psalms 2, 6 through 9, or Psalm 2, 6 through 9. And then they quoted Matthew 25, 31 through 33. Hmm. Okay. Reference update, rephrase. Okay, let's see what this rephrase was. It says, replace the sixth sentence with, finally, Roman Emperor, I'm sorry, Roman Emperor Constantine gave state approval to the Christian religion, and this led to the development of Christendom, where the old one said, Roman Emperor Constantine made Christianity the state religion, and this gave birth to Christendom, where church and state joined forces in ruling for a thousand years. Interesting. So they're kind of small little changes, like insignificant, seemingly insignificant changes. Uh, Then they have like historical updates. Uh, Paragraph 14 on page 71, line 3. Replace in 1988 of more than 20 million with in 2006 of more than 59 million. Okay, so they're just giving updated figures. Uh, That's pretty straightforward. I mean, that's pretty, pretty normal, right? But some of these are actually legitimately a big deal. Some of these are pretty groundbreaking. Like, they, they changed something really, really significant. Um, and they didn't really list the, uh, like the changes that they made in this. Somebody had to go through this book line by line, basically, and, and find the differences. <clears throat> But it's interestingly enough, since I was a uh, since I was a software engineer for like the past six years. Of course, now I'm a full time YouTuber. But being a software engineer, I actually know a little bit about software, obviously. Um, and I know that there's a program called Diff. So what you can do is you can take the PDF, the PDF file of the old copy, PDF file of the new copy and run it through this program called diff and it will look line by line and give you um like the exact locations of differences in the files that program has existed since like the 1970s i think and that's how they used to um that's how they used to uh update code long and long ago before source control existed. I'm not going to get into that right now. But anyways, yeah, diff has existed for like a really long time. Um, but anyways, yeah, that that's probably what they ended up doing is just running the, the two PDF files through a, uh, a diff. 
and they got the differences. I figure eventually what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to go through this whole thing, find all the best uh, differences, and and make a whole video out of it. That sounds pretty interesting. But anyways, yeah, so why don't we go back to the uh, the Bible storybook? I figure that, you know, this looks really, really interesting. Um, I don't want to go through the whole thing right now. I'll, I'll just do a video on it. For now, we'll just go through this. So last time uh, we went through the Bible storybook, uh, I think I stopped, yeah, on page six here. I remember, because this was supposed to be Cain and Abel that I was looking at here. And uh, just flashing back to my childhood, looking at this picture, I just, they are just masters of um, portraying the image that they want portrayed. I don't know how else to say it. They're just really good at that. There are other pictures in this book that, that are just burned into my memory. Um, I remember seeing a blood stain on the ground in a picture from a Jehovah's Witness book. And just, just a blood stain, that's it. <clears throat> and it was supposed to be depicting Cain having killed Abel. But I didn't realize that because I wasn't reading the text. I was just looking through the pictures. And it was just the... the the most bizarre thing that I had seen, I don't know, without context, it was just a really odd-looking picture. <coughs> anyway, so let's just take a look here. So God tells Cain that he should change his ways, but Cain does not listen. He's very angry because God liked Abel better. So Cain says to Abel, let us go over into the fields. There, when they are all alone, Cain hits his brother Abel. He hits him so hard that he kills him. Wasn't that a terrible thing for Cain to do? That's interesting. So they're saying that God liked Abel better. I, I wonder why he liked Abel better. What was it about Abel that he liked more? It seems to me that Cain, you know, if he was a bad guy, then uh, he was the first bad guy, right? Because he was like Adam and Eve's son. And all of this routes back to... God placing a tree in the Garden of Eden uh, that's poisonous and telling these these basically newborn children not to touch it. Honestly, this feels like God's fault. This feels like it's God's fault. Nobody else's. I'm blaming God for this. Even though Abel died, God still remembers him. Abel was good, and Jehovah never forgets a person like that. So one day, Jehovah God, oof, God, that makes me cringe so hard. So one day, Jehovah God will bring Abel back to life. At that time, Abel will never have to die. He will be able to live here on earth forever. Won't it be fine to get to know persons like Abel? Won't it be swell? Um, I don't know. Like, this is something interesting. Jehovah's Witness is actually do not believe that... So there's going to be a resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous, according to Jehovah's Witnesses, okay? So Mormons talk about... Um, they talk about, like, the great apostasy, and that's basically anybody be born before, like, 1830-something, when Joseph Smith started his revelations and things. Um, anybody born before that couldn't know the truth because Joseph Smith had not revealed it to them yet. So that was the great apostasy, anything before then. 
anything after Jesus and before 1830, as far as I know. And um, so anyways, that's it, it's similar with Jehovah's Witnesses. It's something like that. Anybody who didn't have a shot at perfection or or who didn't commit a heinous crime will have a shot at being resurrected or who didn't know the truth and reject. So I won't have a shot at resurrection because I was baptized as Jehovah's Witness. I knew the truth and I rejected it or know the truth. According to them, I know it's true. I'm just denying. I'm in denial or something. I don't know. So, anyways, I won't have a shot at resurrection after Armageddon um, because I already had my shot at it, and I and I turned it I turned away from it and all that other junk. Certain other people won't be there uh, for the resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous. Uh, as far as I know, Judas Iscariot will not be there. He's on the list. Adam and Eve they already had their shot. They're not going to be there. Um, people like that. People who really, really fucked up at some point. So, anyways, um, yeah. So, I just made note of that because they said Abel will be there. Apparently, Abel was a good person and he knew the truth and, and he didn't mess up. But Cain will not be there, I assume. So, God, but God is not pleased with persons like Cain. So after Cain killed his brother, God punished him by sending him far away from the rest of his family. When Cain went away to live in another part of the earth, he took with him one of his sisters. And wow, check that shit out. He took with him one of his sisters and she became his wife. I was wondering where the uh, where his wife came from, because the Bible doesn't say anything about that. You know what the Bible says? It says, okay. Here's the chain of events. Here's what happened. Adam and Eve are created, or whatever. They sin, right? And then they have children. So right here, at, at this moment, this is where God failed. He let them have children after sinning. He should have said, nope, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to let you have kids. I'm creating a new pair over here that are still perfect, and they can have kids, you can just live out the rest of your days and then die. That is what could have avoided hundreds of billions of deaths. That is a failing on God's part. So, fuck him. Anyway, I'm never going to get partnered <laughs> on this channel. Anyway, um, yeah, fuck God. That's fucked up, man. For real. So, anyway, <clears throat> this is the chain of events. Adam and Eve are born or whatever. They sin. They have kids, Cain and Abel, two kids so far. That's all the Bible mentions, two kids. Um, Cain kills Abel, and then he leaves and gets married. Who did he get married to? Nobody knows, except Jehovah's Witnesses, they know. There was a third child in the mix, apparently, who was his sister and then became his wife. I, I don't know how they know that. Um, I don't think they have any proof of any kind, but whatever. In time, Cain and his wife began to have children. Of course, they're just spinning up a story here. This is complete garbage. Other sons and daughters of Adam and Eve got married, and they also had children. Soon there were many people on the earth. 
Let's learn about some of them. You know what I find interesting? I'm going to take questions in a minute if there are any, but before I do that, I just wanted to make note of something. So I was playing Final Fantasy VII earlier with Kylie, and for those of you who haven't played it, I'm sure I have Final Fantasy VII fans out there, but for those of you who haven't played it, there's a there. it's a really deep story. It's almost like a religious story. They talk about uh, the life stream and how when one person dies, their soul goes back to the planet and, and, and rejoins this flow of energy, I guess you could call it, and it just flows all through the planet, and that's where the... You know, that's where the life that's in trees comes from and plants and flowers and people and animals. It all comes up from the life stream. And, um, and when somebody dies, it goes back to the life stream. And there's this evil company who is sucking the life stream out of the planet and condensing it and selling it. Or maybe not condensing it. They're just using it. They're burning it basically for electricity and polluting everything in the process. And uh, so anyways, it's almost like a religious story. And it's a really beautiful story. It's a really nice story. It's, it's so well written. Um, although complete garbage, obviously. I mean, it's, it's a story. It's not a fact, right? But I have a deep appreciation for it. Because somebody put so much work into writing that. Into coming up with that idea. You know, I mean, as it is... Uh, um, a supernatural idea of how the the world works it's not really religious because it's not like people there aren't real life people around here playing final fantasy 7 and saying oh this this has it right this is the correct story of how the world works i mean nobody believes there's a life stream so i feel like the reason that i'm so disgusted with the bible and hate it so much is because people do so many terrible things in its name. But the story itself is really a work of art. It's really a beautiful story uh, on some level. I mean, it's sick and disgusting what happens in it. And it's sick and disgusting that people believe it and follow it and condone it and condone the terrible things that happen in it. Like... This awful character, God, who is basically a bad guy in disguise. Um, I mean, it, it, it's a really ugly story in some parts. But if you read it as not as fact or not, if you ignore the fact that people are reading it as fact, you can derive some literary value out of it. You know, just appreciate it for what it is, a story. I mean, it, it does have its value in that sense. Anyway. Okay. Uh, do you have questions for me, Crate? Yep. Sweet. Um, all right. So we've got uh, from Plush Banshee. Uh, at what point in life did you stop believing in religion? And was there a life event or something else associated with it? <clears throat> well... I got disfellowshipped when I was 18 because I was just kind of trying to live life and experience 
what everybody else experiences, you know, just do what everyone else does. Just, you know, go to a party and get drunk and whatever, you know, just trying to live life. And that got me disfellowshipped because it was bad in Jehovah's Witnesses' eyes. And um, <clears throat> for the for the ensuing two years, I think, or maybe even three years, eh, two or three years, um, I I still believed it. I still believed in God. I still believed in the whole thing. And I actually lived with Crate in her grandma's basement for a couple of years. And um, I don't know. It, it, I just look back on that time and remember watching movies that were like anti-Mormon movies and stuff and just kind of mulling over my religion and my feelings about religion and God. Um, but yeah, I still believed it. I still even, I'd venture to say, believed in Jehovah's Witnesses through that whole time. I just didn't really believe that they had it exactly right. I felt like they still had the basics right, so I'd stick to that. But um, anyways, uh, I think it was like three or four years in, I just kind of stopped believing it, started questioning a little bit, and that, that is when my ex-brother-in-law, Six Bits ex-husband, started telling me about like some really messed up stuff that Jehovah's Witnesses were doing. Like Beth Sarim, that mansion that that the leader had built for I uh, what for Abraham and Isaac and and all of the other guys, those uh, Moses, all the old Bible characters. This is of course during the Great Depression when people were broke, had nothing, and he was building a mansion and keeping it warm for them by living in it. Had thirty something cars. I mean, it was just crooked to the core. And, of course, at the time, my ex-brother-in-law was an active Jehovah's Witness. And he's telling me this, um, a disfellowshipped person. And uh, so, anyway, that, that was the turning point right there. That was it. That is when I was like, yeah, this is messed up. And, of course, Jehovah's Witnesses teach that every other religion is wrong. Uh, they teach that they're all wrong except for them, and it's wrong to go to a worldly church service. You will get disfellowshipped for that. Can't go to a worldly funeral. You'll get disfellowshipped for it in certain cases. If you take part in <clears throat> in um, worldly mourning practices, um, it, you know, various things like that. So I felt like the other churches were wrong and evil. So when I left the Jehovah's Witness religion, when I kind of stopped believing that, I just defaulted to atheist. I defaulted to believing nothing because I felt like the others were wrong. Now I'm coming to realize this one's wrong, so there's just nothing else to believe in. Um, eventually, I did end up going back and examining other religions closely and, and trying to decide if I felt like one of them was correct or not. Um, I was really leaning toward Methodist because that's what Crate's grandma was. But I just think it's all BS. I mean, it's not all harmful BS, but it's all BS in my eyes. So anyway, next question. Um, actually, I had a fun fact uh, I meant to tell you before we got into questions. We have 84 dislikes on the stream. Right now, this one? Yep, this one. Wow. How did that happen? Yeah, I don't know, but I thought you'd enjoy that. Okay. Uh, huh? We only have 16 likes, so get on it, people. Yeah, that's crazy. How did I get 84 dislikes? I mean, 
Were there even 84 viewers? Now I got to look at the statistics. Anyway. <laughs> okay, go ahead with the, the, the next question. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Tan wants to know, where did you get your inspiration for making videos? Um, I actually talked about this recently to somebody. I don't remember who I was talking to, but basically... Um, I started YouTube in the first place because I felt like there was a... Oh, yeah, I was talking to some of my staff about this. Um, I feel like there there was a power... or there Not a power vacuum. There was a vacuum in, um, in the atheist community on YouTube um, because they'd all kind of moved over to, like, SJW topics and stuff. And I was a little bit sick of hearing about SJWs and anti-SJWs. I just wanted to move on to atheist content. That is why I was watching these channels. I was watching The Amazing Atheist for his atheism stuff. I was watching Armored Skeptic for his atheism stuff, you know. And um, so, yeah, I, that's when I decided I was going to uh, start making videos of my own. So I was watching Logic's um, Kent Hovind stuff originally and um and i watched some of armored skeptics spirit science stuff and that inspired me to do my own videos on those topics <coughs> and i actually um i think my first video was yeah my first video was a lot it, it was in the style of cult of dusty i liked his old stuff a lot and um anyway so yeah there was just a vacuum there and i filled it Eventually, I, I was like, you know what? I, I was a Jehovah's Witness. I'm really pissed off about how they acted. I'm going to do a Jehovah's Witness video. And uh, that wasn't for like a couple of months into my YouTube career. And so I did, and it was my most popular video by far. It was the most popular, uh, like hundreds of thousands of views for the first time. And I was like, holy shit. So I started doing more Jehovah's Witness stuff, and I'm glad I did. Because that's really what I wanted to do from the start. I just didn't think anybody was going to watch it. But turns out they did. So anyway, I'll take one more question, um, I think, and then. Okay, um, this one is from Victoria Austin on YouTube. Um, how did Jehovah's Witnesses explain dinosaur fossils? Um, she says, uh, my ex was a uh, Jehovah's Witness and said it was the government being influenced by the devil, putting fossils into the ground so people would find them and think they're from dinos. Really? That is very interesting, because officially, Jehovah's Witnesses don't actually have an issue with, uh, with like, fossils and stuff. Wow, I just checked the statistics. Yeah, 84 dislikes. I don't know how that happened. Anyway. Yeah, that, so they're called Old Earth Creationists. Jehovah's Witnesses are... Um, as a group, so they, a, as a, as a company, I guess you could say their official doctrine is they don't have an issue with dinosaurs. They believe dinosaurs and the earth and all this other stuff has existed since for millions, billions of years, but they believe that Adam and Eve were, uh, literal, literal people and created by God, literally. So, yeah, that, that's what makes them old earth creationists. Uh, if you talk to a Jehovah's Witness, usually they won't argue about fossils. Usually. 
some of them are a little bit more extreme and deviate a little bit because they don't actually know the official company's stance on it or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're old Earth creationists. So, anyways, um, <clears throat> okay. So I figured I'd move on to guests. Uh, do you have any other pressing questions that I should get before this, or or are guests okay? I'll just do a quick one because okay. a lot of people were asking it. How are you doing with the job transition? Mm, yeah, the job transition. Um, so it's been good. Um, I actually just paid off my car like three days ago, which is awesome. So that, that you know, I was pretty happy about that. Um, I, I'm definitely making less money than I was before, but I think I'm okay. Um, I'm making about half of what I was before now, but I'm getting more sleep. I honestly, truly, to the bottom of my heart, have no idea how I did this for so long. YouTube and a full-time job like that, I was running myself into the ground so hard. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going really well. It's nice to be able to sleep for once. It's very nice, so it's going pretty well. Um, the first person I wanted to speak with was 29. Are you there, 29? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? I'm good. So, I don't think you've been on the podcast before, right? Uh, it wasn't when you were recording the podcast. Right. Okay, so you've been on, but it was bef it was pre the podcast channel. Uh, yes. That's cool. So yeah, for those of you who don't know, twenty nine. She is. She's been on my staff basically since day one, uh, or maybe I don't know, day fourteen or something. I don't know when you joined, but it was uh, really. I early. joined in March, I think. Right, and. But I was part of the Discord since February fifth. Right. So the Discord, I think, was officially created on like January 7th or something. So you were. Yeah. And, and I really started taking over and trying to get it to be big, shouting it out and stuff around the 16th of January or the 20th. So a couple weeks in, you've been here since then. That's pretty good. Yep. So yep. anyways, uh, tell me, like, w of course, you know, we, we're pretty good friends. So I know a lot of these answers, but at least for the the audience what religion were you originally um i was actually part of well two and then non-denominational okay. so i was mormon and i think i was jehovah's witness i'm not entirely sure because uh, so, you yeah. were adopted or i'm sorry you were a you were in foster care right yes i was in foster care and then I was also non-denominational, so. Right, so different yeah. families were different religions, I guess you could say. Yeah. That's really interesting. So what was it like being Mormon as much as you were? Um, we weren't, well, I didn't really pay attention that much because I already had determined that I didn't want to be a Mormon. Right. I was just like adopted into it at the time. So it How old were you, by the way? I was twelve when I started. Okay. And I was sixteen when we left. Mm. Four years. That's a pretty yeah. good bit of time. Yeah. 
So you left when you were 16. Um, yes. What happened after that? Did you go to a different church after that? or? No, we just stopped going to church altogether. My uncle, who was the one that adopted me, mm. actually um, just gave up bringing us to church because he was a bad Mormon in the first place. Mm. Uh, like, you're not supposed to drink tobacco or, or not drink, but uh, have tobacco or drink soda. Right. But he did those things, and he didn't care. That's like a huge violation in the Mormon church, as far as I understand. Yeah, uh, uh, but no one ever noticed, because he didn't do it around other Mormons. Right. That's so crazy. I remember... Um, long time ago uh my aunt used to be jehovah's witness and there was this weird issue where she was walking around at the store one time or something and she saw one of the people from her congregation smoking a cigarette outside and it was just this huge dilemma like what do i do i have to tell the elders i have to and he's gonna get this fellowshiped and all this so she ended up telling the elders, and he got this fellowship, um, which just tore his family apart, of course. But it's so interesting that <clears throat> there's like that 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 difference between Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses that way. Because as far as I know, Mormons don't really shun in the same way as Jehovah's Witnesses. I honestly don't know. That's what I've heard. I've talked to a few Mormons, and they say they don't really shun very much, but... Anyways, yeah, um, I would, I don't know, if I were your uncle, I would be afraid that other Mormons would just see me out smoking or some something like that, you know? Yeah, but uh, he he did chewing tobacco. So. Oh, he chewed tobacco, okay, so that's, yes. that's a lot safer. Yeah. Um, although, could be a lot more it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is, it's so gross. I, I don't know about you, but I've never chewed tobacco, but I'm in West Virginia, and basically everybody here does, especially in high school. They did constantly. It was like every redneck, I'm sorry, rednecks, forgive me for offending you, but every redneck carried around a spit bottle in high school, and they yeah. took pride in this round circle in their back right pocket, you know, the friggin' uh, snuff can circle in their back pocket. It was just embarrassing. Like, I don't know why they'd take pride in that. But... Yeah. Anyway. So you never chewed tobacco um, yourself? Ew, no. Okay. Ew. I was forced to smoke a cigarette when I was, like, five years old. Really? Why, I wonder? Yes. By whom? Uh, because uh, my babysitters were very abusive. Mm, yeah. That yeah. happens. They would make us eat pepper-filled food and not let us drink water when we were eating the food and Jesus put man a shit ton of salt on our food and it's just it was just it was gross that is messed up for real yeah. that is ridiculous man what is wrong with people but anyways you're you're good now right you seem to be in a pretty yes. good place in life is that fair to say yeah yeah Although, I, from what I understand, you gotten a, a little bit of a, a little kerfuffle, I guess you could call it, a little car accident. Uh, yes, a little bit that, you know, made me paralyzed, and then, like, two years later, I got cancer. Right, right, so. just a little thing, no big deal. Yeah, so. just no big deal. Right. 
That's really crazy. Actually, you were you were the inspiration for the spinal injuries video that I did on my science channel. Uh, yes, I know. For... I'm the one who uh, wanted you to do it. Yeah, and you also drew a lot of emojis for me. You've drawn like a lot of fan art for me. So if you guys haven't seen uh, her fan art or whatever, you know, I should probably just like I have a big folder full of it. I should put it somewhere for people to see. Um, that would be pretty cool. But yeah, if you're on the Discord, then come check out the emojis. She drew many of them. Yep. Anyway, well, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. Uh, it's been I've been trying to get you on for like ever, but I finally got you on. I know. So, <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you mm -hmm. later you on. Me okay. Too many times. Hmm? All right, see you. Okay. Um, the next person is. Fitz Battleaxe, but before I get to him, um, let me just pull something up here. Uh, I figure, you know, we've got the live stream going. I mean, people, some people at the very least can see, um, like, my screen. So I figure now would be a good time to, um, to just pull up a couple of pictures, just a couple of fan art pictures, if this is going to cooperate with me, which it appears it's not going to. All right, give it a minute, and I will, uh, and I'll pull those up as soon as it starts cooperating again. For the moment, let me unmute Fitz. Wait, Fitz Battle Axe, you are unmuted. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. How's it going? It's going very well. Good. That's good to hear. So, uh, tell me, were you religious? So, what religion were you? I was in the same like fundamentalist independent Baptist church from age 12 to 23. Okay. Wow. So you and, turned 18 and, and continued going even after that. So you, it, it yeah, was pretty deeply ingrained in you after that then, huh? My family actually stopped going to church before I did. So what was it? You said fundamentalist Baptist? Yep. Like an independent Baptist church. They were pretty fundamentalist. So what was uh, like it they like? Have, um, well, to give you kind of an idea of their beliefs, I found a little bit that kind of reminds me of what you talk about with disfellowshipping. Mm. They, they write, we believe the word of God teaches total and complete separation from all forms of heresy and ecclesiastical apostasy. We believe that we must, in accordance to God's word, separate ourselves from those who deny the doctrine of Jesus Christ, any so-called brother or sister who persists in leaving a life uh, contrary to God's word and those who persist in teaching heresy, which... I, when I was a part of the church, I just kind of thought that that was normal. Right. <laughs> I was like, they'd be like, it's fine to be friends with unbelievers. We need to be friends with them. Just, it's like a different kind of friendship. But if, uh, if a brother leaves the, the straight and narrow, you confront them. And if they don't conform, then you have to reject them completely. Yes, it's exactly the same with Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, uh, you know, you can be friends with outsiders to some extent, but you said it's a little bit different with... Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's the same thing with Jehovah's Witnesses, how it's different. And that's a real shame. So how extreme does the shunning get with, with yours? Not nearly as extreme as Jehovah's Witnesses because the priesthood of the believer is mm. strongly pushed in that church. Mm. So there's enough individuality where people would need to have it be kind of pushed in their face to go that far. Like I, I haven't really pushed what I think now a lot uh, to a lot of those people, 
like uh, I just left and literally no one except my close friends from that ever tried to talk to me again, except the pastor who told me that being gay was the worst sin against God. Mm. That's messed <laughs> up, like, man. Mm, I'm just going to, I'm fine. I don't want to talk to you. Right. Yeah. You don't need them. I mean, seriously, if they're going to act like that, you don't need them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, but like none of my friends have shunned me, like my close friends from that. I think it's more, it's more, I would have to like be in the church teaching apostasy for them to get serious about it. Right. And you said your family left before you did. They did. The, that church mistreated my family pretty badly. Mm. Um, but I, I was really, really active. I was doing way too many volunteering things back then mm. which they they never put a cap on it like i have a friend who's almost doing a part-time job worth of work he's like filled in the role of youth pastor mm. and they're not paying him a dime or so, telling him he's doing too much okay so he, here's a little bit of a disconnect for me because i don't actually know what a youth pastor does or or whatever what does a youth pastor do what is it they teach the youth typically twice a week at least once arrange all of their activities they have like a camping trip every year okay a bunch of like sunday night things one every month at least and they keep them uh, pretty busy you said yeah yeah it's not all the way like he's not expected to be at the church right as like a counselor but he's doing all of the other stuff like all the other responsibilities yeah it's just and that's that's what the church wants you to be like because mm. it's the we we have the truth and other new testament churches they call themselves new testament churches mm. and we have the truth and everyone else is deceived or they have part of the truth but they don't understand god's word correctly and we have to we have to stay fast steadfast against them right that's so crazy man so how did your like how did you take it when your family left um, I, I'm not very confrontational about those kind of things. So mm. like we would talk about it. I didn't, I understood why they left, but I was kind of putting off dealing with it myself. Cause sure. I, at, on some level, I knew how they had been treated was wrong. Um, like a very short example was one woman like screamed, screamed at my mom for my mom, just misunderstanding something. And Jeez. The, the pastor saw it, and the pastor told my mom to apologize for misunderstanding Wow, man, this woman. really? Yeah, and, and said it was fine because this other woman was Italian, so she had a hot temper. Wow, that's crazy. I, I was just like, what? I How? know. <laughs> okay, so that makes sense. Uh, so they didn't yeah. really, like, just stop believing in God. They just didn't like right. the church, right? Right, and as time, okay. like, well, actually, my mom was kind of a rebel from the beginning. She... She really didn't like the women have their own role kind of mm, thing. Yeah. And that kind of planted the seeds for me to realize that the church wasn't inerrant, which is kind of the atmosphere they wanted right. to, yep. to have. Totally. I totally know what you mean. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are the same way. They have. They say that they are... Well, okay. They've changed a little bit. They say they're, they're imperfect men. You know, they're going to... They're gonna, error sometimes that they always accept their errors and they correct it but the real issue with jehovah's witnesses is that they make grievous disgusting horrific errors like covering up child abuse for 50 years 
and, and and telling people not to call the police. Do not call the police. And disfellowshipping people if they do. And continuing yeah, to do that to this day, you know. So that kind of thing. I mean, you can say you're imperfect men all you want. That does not excuse that kind of behavior, right? Yeah, no, it's the same at that church. They would always be like, you know, if if I, the pastor, ever am out of line with God's word, you should be the first to talk mm-hmm. to me or whatever. It was always that, you know, we're so humble. Mm-hmm. We don't have it right. God is perfect. God's word is perfect. Yep. They, they borderline worshiping the Bible at that church, yep. actually, yep. as I, a way to kind of deflect authority. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. I've seen the same kind of thing. A lot of the time you find really similar uh, traits and patterns in in these types of fundamentalist churches, even when they're like completely different, they don't even have the same background. It's really interesting, and it makes me wonder like where it is that they're all coming up with the same idea to shun. Like, why mm-hmm. is it that they all came up with that idea? Obviously, we can see the effects of shunning. Is uh, you know, it forces people to come back. It forces their member roles to grow or at least shrink slower, uh, things like that. But why is it? Who is it that decides to shun like that, you know? Who is it that decides to do all these really similar things to each other? I don't know. It's just really interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, they think it's biblical. Like that little snippet of their statement of faith I read has a bunch of verses tacked onto it. But Right. Well, and that's the shortcoming of that type of way of looking at the bible it's so literal that they can't they can't grasp the that there's more nuance Mm -hmm. to a work that's that literary like the bible is so non-literal but they approach it as we can look at this verse you know an arbitrary separation inserted to make it easier to find things yep we can look at that verse and then you know sometimes they'll give it a little bit of context but in the end when it gets down to it, it's just look at this, these two lines that Paul wrote, prop or whoever wrote them, right. probably not Paul in a lot of cases, and that's it. That's the end of the discussion. Yep. Which <laughs> well, I know, no. I know, I know. I've actually noticed the exact same thing. I've seen Jehovah's Witnesses doing the same thing, like that verse that says. Uh, actually, I talked about it in my video earlier, I think, but. It's like the verse that it, the first Corinthians verse where it says, don't even dine with such a man who is like an idolater or an extortioner, blah, blah, blah. And then in the very next letter he sends, he says, it's fine, guys. Cool it. Don't have to shun him. Not everybody at the very least. I mean, he got the mm-hmm. message. Don't cause extreme sadness, you know, and, and they ignore that. Like they're not even looking at the context, the rest of the the books, you know. It's just like you you were saying there. It's ridiculous. Right. He he like Paul demonstrates kind of this human, oh, oops, I I said something they took it the wrong way kind of thing. But yep. that's that's not the narrative that people craft around Paul as as this, you know, this God among men who was the the most holy person after Jesus, essentially. Yep. It's so crazy, man. In fact, I think, just as a side note, I could be wrong here. I probably shouldn't even say it because it might be wrong. But I think that um, Catholics believe that Paul was, quote, unquote, the first pope, like the the first in line to head the church. I think it was Peter. Okay, Peter. Okay. I knew, uh, you know, that might be wrong. But anyway, yeah, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. It's been really interesting. So maybe we can get you on again sometime. That That was pretty cool. Yeah, talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye.
Yeah, that is, uh, like I was saying, that's really interesting, just the, the similarities between various types of extremist religions like that. Like, a lot of them, um, you know, control clothing and hairstyle. A lot of them shun... I mean, just like in the bite model, a lot of them do a lot of these same things. Uh, it's just fascinating to see, um, you know, how they match up. So the last person I wanted to speak with was Lexi. Are you there, Lexi? Testing? One, two, three. Lexi? No? Said, as Trump would say, said. Uh, I'm not going to make this political. All right, are you there, Crate? Yeah, Violet. Uh, Violet Love is actually supposed to be the next person. Oh, shoot. Okay, good timing then. <laughs> hey, are you there, Violet Love? Hi. How's it going? Um, I'm uh, freaking out, nervous anxiety. Hi. Oh, yeah, I know. Actually, interestingly <laughs> enough, um, yeah, I get nervous and I, I get anxiety before the podcasts too. It's kind of strange, but because... Basically, like, nobody listens to these podcasts. I mean, they have, like, a few, you know, a few thousand people that watch sometimes or whatever. But it's not, like, my main channel. It's kind of a smaller group of people just chit-chatting mostly. But it still makes me so nervous. I don't know why. But, uh, anyway. So, yeah, what religion were you originally? Are you still religious? Well, I am kind of an atheist now. But when I was young, I was actually pretty much christian i don't even know what denomination i was i was just going to church weekly i barely even believed anything and mm. i was trying to make it work between uh the beliefs that they had and science and mm. i couldn't find a way to make it work then as i got older we stopped going to church and then i just fell completely to science but my mom she's goes to a baptist church and i only found this out like three weeks ago <laughs> right so you just found out that it was baptist a few weeks ago yes that's pretty interesting and so you have gone there most of your life though is that is that right or um or no it's did i misunderstand it's a different it's a diff different church that she goes to now so i'm it might oh okay so it may not be the same denomination right now my mom is a baptist and it's really nice because even though I don't believe, she's very accepting of the fact that I'm an atheist. And really? she actually okay. said that, hey, if you're meant to believe, you'll believe. I'm just going to wait until that comes. Your your time will come. Well, that's if nice. It's nice that she's not like putting all kinds of pressure on you and stuff. When did she find out that you were an atheist? How long ago? Um, well, About three years ago, I guess. Okay. And she hasn't put much pressure on you since, huh? Nope, we actually keep religion completely out of our conversations, and I even still go to her church sometimes just to be respectful, and she knows this. Right. Last time I went to church, though, a lot of very, very unfortunate events happened, Oh. and I just said that the church rejected me <laughs> because I tripped up the stairs five times, I f nearly fell down the stairs three mm. times, I was in pain like ten times, right. and... That just happened all throughout, just while I was at the church. Yeah, yeah, churches, the buildings, they, they get to hate you sometimes. Maybe maybe God <laughs> is real and he hates you, who knows? <laughs> I know he, he hates me if he's real. Well, if he's real and hell's real, I'm going to hell, and that's okay. Yeah, we'll be there together. We'll, we'll have a drink with Christopher Hitchens. It won't be a big thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> It'll be worth it to be with my girlfriend. Right? Awesome. That's good. <laughs> so how old are you now? I am you don't currently have to say. 17. 17. Okay. That's cool. So are like, do you have any plans of moving out anytime in the near future or anything? Or are things um, going pretty well with I'm, your mom? So I'm probably going to be leaving for college because okay. I want to be a counseling psychologist when oh. I go for a career. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but with my dad, I'm not going to get any financial help from him. Mm. And my mom is barely scraping above the poverty line. Mm. Yeah, I know what that's all about. Um, I actually worked at Burger King and IHOP and all kinds of jobs like for a long time until I finally got into software. It was really hard to break into the field. So I, you know, I've spent my fair share of time under the poverty line, like outright under the poverty line. So I totally know what that's all about. But I'm glad to hear that you're going to college. I mean, that I've always felt like that's like one of the most important things, you know? Yeah, I don't care if I get surrounded by debt my whole life. I'm going to college and I'm going to help people with their emotions. Right? Good. I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. And I, I, I don't know if you knew this or not. You may have, but um, I actually went to college for psychology too. Eventually, like later on in my life. Did you ever hear about that? I, I don't believe I have. And yeah. I only got into your videos earlier this year. Oh, really? So That's cool. I've just been on like a huge binge right well i'm glad to hear you like them that's awesome yeah um i went for substance abuse counseling specifically and um so yeah i'm pretty interested in psychology too and of course a lot of what i do on youtube pertains to like i don't know psychology in in some way you know you with me I didn't lose yes, you, did I? I? Okay, okay. Anyways, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're going to college, and hopefully that happens soon. Uh, do you know when that's happening? In the next, like, year or so, probably? Um, I'm currently a senior in high school, so I'm going to hopefully be applying for colleges this year. And Good. And I'm not ready. Oh, you're ready. You're plenty ready. You are as I... ready as you say you are, you know? I have the resolve, but I don't think i'm physically capable of doing that right why is that, that goes any into, reason that goes into a huge uh uh explanation of okay. i had spondylolisthesis it is a disease with the spine mm. that basically causes one vertebrae to slide off the one beneath it and oh. i always had that for the first 15 years of my life so i painful? couldn't stand well, what are the yes. like the symptoms it's mostly it was extreme pain mm. for me it was while standing when i was seven that was about my peak of physical capabilities mm. and i could stand for about four hours for five years straight though i was under an hour for how long i could stand mm. and for the past three years before my surgery it was under 30 minutes mm. so with me actually having a part-time job right now it's it's kind of amazing yeah i would say so um so you said you got a surgery has that increased the amount of time that you can stand and has it taken some of the pain away hopefully oh so. extremely i have not had any pain since 
it's mostly just been muscle soreness because they're not used to working wow, for that long. Really? Yeah. That is so <laughs> awesome, man. It's really... I have six screws in my spine, and every single time I go to, through a metal detector, I have intense anxiety because right. I'm scared it's going to go off. Right. So I always have x-rays on my phone. But it's like a reminder that, you know, you're you're better. I, I would be so happy going through metal detectors after that, you know? It, it, <laughs> it's just science has done so much to help your back. I'm so glad to hear that. That, that makes me happy to hear. But, oh, it makes me happy, too. I actually have hope for life. Yeah. Uh, and you're still young, so you're, you, you know, you get to go to college and all that, that good junk. So a lot of life ahead of you. But anyways, appreciate you coming on and talking to me, and maybe we'll get you on sometime again, okay? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that's pretty cool. As I was saying... um, 29 is paralyzed. Uh, she got in a car accident. I won't go into her story. I'd let her tell it. But anyway, yeah, she she has like a bunch of screws in her back and stuff too, as far as I understand. Um, but you know, I I did a video on the spinal injuries and stuff, and did a little bit of research on it. And Apparently, the higher up the spinal injury goes, the more functionality you lose until a certain point at which you just like lose the ability to breathe for yourself if it's high up enough. You lose the ability to control your bladder or anything else. Um, so 29, of course, her injury was very, very, very bad. Um, but... On the other hand, she can breathe on her own, and she she still has use of her arms and things like that. So, good and bad. Um, but and now she's a really good artist, so she's put her she's put her hands to use in a really good way. So that's that's good. By the way, crate, do we have a single question? It's actually already over time, but I figured maybe I'd take one one more. Yep. Um. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Eva Starlighter wanted to know if you could react to The Greater Insult by Dark Matter. The Greater Insult. Um, mm, oh, I was going to pull it up, but I don't know what I have on YouTube. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't remember which video it is. Is that a video? Yeah, it is a video. Um, it's one in which... God appears to three people, and then two of them bow down. One of them doesn't. I uh, I don't remember it. Oh, super I remember. Well. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, may I, I? I may react to it sometime, but not now. I'll have to give it another watch. I haven't watched it in a while. I do love Dark Matter, though. I've seen every one of his videos at some point. Anyway, do you have one more question? Um. Or no. Not really. Said Trump again. Said. That's my Trump impression. <laughs> oh, hold on. Here's one. Uh, oh, my God. Yuriana? Something like that? Mm -hmm. uh, wants to know, why is your intro music so similar to church music? Yeah, I saw somebody asked me that the other day. Um, I hadn't really noticed. I'll tell you where I got my uh, my original intro music. Like The first song is Ether by Silent Partner. And the the latest song I've been using lately, that one's called Small Losses by CMA. 
and the CMA song is a lot more mellow and chilled out. Um, I was just kind of browsing through YouTube's audio library. Just they have a, a an open library that's like royalty free. Anybody can download the song and put it on anything they want. And that is where I found Ether by Silent Partner, and I really liked it. And it, it's really done good for me. I mean, a lot of people like that song. And Small Losses by CMA. I was looking through a different audio library for that one, but that's also royalty-free. So I was going to go with, like, Audio Jungle or something to get, like... Because you can pay, like, five bucks a month and get access to, like, a huge library of music. But um, if you if you have a video that is public with that song in it, you have to pay Audio Jungle until the end of time or until that video comes down, period. So $5 a month, mandatory for the rest of my life or just find a royalty-free video or a royalty-free song, I mean. Like, it does not seem like a hard choice. I don't care how garbage the music is if it's royalty-free, I will take it. Or just no music at all. I don't want to be bound to pay money every month for the rest of my life or get sued. That is ridiculous. So, anyways. Um, I had one more thing. Uh, the like-to-dislike ratio. We have 26 likes and 151 dislikes. That's crazy. I don't know where all these dislikes are coming from, but I don't know. I'll take a look at the... Uh, I'll take a look at the statistics, see if I can figure something out. But anyway, all right, guys, thanks for coming. I will talk to you next week.